So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for spending the next 45 minutes or so with me, helping you uh, win more inquiries, maximize your profits, and break through limiting beliefs. Today, today we're going to have a very practical conversation around the world of CRMs. If you're new to that, I'm not, is it an acronym? I was homeschooled. What, what is the, when it's the letters, YMCA? We're going to go with the acronym that stands for Client relationship management. It's a client relationship management software. And this is a piece of software that I highly recommend any business uh, have implemented. It allows you to to, uh, automate your workflows, manage your client experience, track your leads, monitor data, uh, and overall keep you with like repeatable systems so you don't end up going crazy being a small business owner. And so there's a number of them we'll be talking about today. Um, And I've been around a little bit. I've used a few of them. But today we have Coley James. And Coley James has spent a considerable amount of energy and effort um, researching and comparing the different CRMs. And we're just going to hear some candid conversation about what what stands out around certain ones, pros, cons, and hopefully get you as much unbiased information as possible. So that way you can decide uh, if, A, if, if maybe there's a, a serum that you want to jump into, or B, maybe there's one that could serve you better than what you're currently using. Uh, a little bit about Coley. She is a family photographer who really values documentary uh, photography, uh, especially around the realities of parenthood. Um, she is using a mix of of regular photography and uh, and as well film. And, and I'm curious if you mean like uh, film as in developing film or film as in videography. We'll, we'll chat a little bit more about what that looks like within your photography studio. And uh, she's out of uh, Denver. And so Coley, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Ben. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> yes. So let's clear this up first off. So in the in the kind of the documentary photography uh, imagery that you're creating, when you speak to the value of film that you have for it, are you talking about like the actual like film photography, or are you talking about film as a media like video? 
So I'm mostly talking about uh, video. I do have a plethora of film cameras, which I will admit I haven't used probably in over a year. So I do offer analog film sessions to people who value, you know, 35 millimeter or medium format film. But the majority of my clients are hiring me for family films. Think of like professional home videos, if you will. Yeah. Um, And that makes up the majority of my photography business. Love it. Um, Coley, before we jump in, I want to put a big kind of like flag in the air to the listeners that we are going to have a very open conversation today around the, the, all of the, well, not, not, probably not all the options, probably a majority of the most popular, uh, most well-known options in regards to CRMs, client relationship mm-hmm. management software that are currently on the market, really serving the photography industry. And as we do this, um, I want to acknowledge that this episode is not being sponsored or endorsed by any of those CRMs. There's no software company that asks us to do this. Um, there won't be any affiliate links used in this episode. Uh, and you and I have no paid uh, partnership or bias for the companies that we talk about today. Correct. And so I just want to acknowledge that um, and and that what we share today is going to be coming from our own personal experiences. It's, it's also not the end-all be-all. I've only used a handful of CRMs, and so I will only speak to the ones that I've used. And uh, But I know that you've done a lot of back-end research, uh, even for ones you haven't exactly. And so mm-hmm. we'll just try to be as honest as we can with this conversation to see if we can get the facts out there for photographers, because I've noticed that CRMs, this conversation of setting up these automations and these systems and processes, it can be one of the most frustrating experiences that photographers have when getting their business up and running. Um, And I'd love to start by asking if that was an experience that you had with Coley James Photography when you first began. I mean, so I think I started with my first CRM back in 2015, and it was 17 hats. And while almost all of the CRMs now have these really great like education features where you can go and watch videos and do that, 17 hats didn't have a lot of that when I started. So a lot of what I did was trial and error. I mean, I got 17 hats to do what I wanted when I wanted and the things that I wanted it to do that it wasn't. It wasn't that I just couldn't figure out how to do it. It's that that was just a limitation of the software. So I didn't find it as complicated to set up as others have. I love tech. I mean, I could talk about tech all day, but I do understand and appreciate that the majority of photographers struggle with setting up the automations, you know, finding the CRM of their dreams, figuring out what it can do, figuring out how to set it up properly is something that a lot of photographers struggle with. Yeah. And to be fair, man, these CRM platforms have come so far from when they first started. I mean, you said that was 14 years ago. Is that? No, it was 2015. So what is that? Seven? I heard heard the date. But even that though, actually, wildly enough, even 2015, in the last five years, they've just, there's been an exponential growth in, in the customization and the functionality of these CRMs. I started off 11 years ago uh, using one called ShootQ. I don't even know if ShootQ is around anymore. They're on their way out. They're okay. They, <laughs> but they, they are had still a around. Good run, you know, and it, I remember when I got in there, I was like, am I, is this, should I just use a spreadsheet? Like what is happening? <laughs> like, I remember it felt like a piece of old tech. Um, 
and and yet it got the job done for me at the time but it was it was definitely a it was a beast it was a <laughs> it was a beast of a platform um i think it should also be worth noting that any of the crms that we talk about today too there's a reason that they're all in business and i think this is also worth noting because i don't want to like one thing i don't want to do is like drag completely anyone entirely through the mud and say like, this is a completely useless platform because it just wouldn't be true. Maybe I didn't find it to be as valuable for myself and the needs that I have. Um, but they're, they're, they all exist because they serve a certain segment of the audience or the certain segment of the market. And so maybe even we could speak to the ones that we haven't personally decided to use, but also maybe who they would be best suited mm-hmm. for, right? That way, I'd, I'd hate to have everyone just run out and use what you're using or, or even yes. just like use what I'm using, thinking it's going to be the perfect solution for them. No. Because that other one out there that I'm not using today, man, it's Might so be perfect for you. Amazingly, um, and so I think that's also should be uh, something that worth noting as well. The other um, thing that I'm going to jump in and say please. is, um, in one of your previous podcasts, you spoke to someone trying to decide what camera to get, and you're like, "Just pick one, damn it, they're all good." Yeah. The truth of the matter is, I personally don't care if you jump to Dubsado, which is what I use. I think everyone needs a CRM. A CRM has a purpose for every single photographer, and if all you use it for is to manage your leads, which every single single CRM does wonderfully, then maybe that's the CRM for you. And some people don't need, you know, the extended reporting, which you can get from Tave or the extended design aspects that you can get at Domsado, you know, the two that we use. Um, But I just think everyone needs a CRM and it's not so important which one you choose in general. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, let's maybe add a little bit more of like, for someone listening who they, they haven't really jumped into that, they're currently managing things uh, on pen and paper, they're managing things in spreadsheets, in Gmail, uh, in Trello, or other kind of like uh, board systems. Um why use a CRM? Like, what are the main advantages for why a photography business would even implement one of these things? Because also, we should know, you know, these are, they range in price $10, $25, $40. I mean, it all depends on what you're getting, but, you know, that's a monthly fee. Why do that instead of continue to run things on your own? So one thing that people tend to do if they're not using a CRM is everything is pieced together and they're using multiple pieces of software. Mm -hmm. And I always say that when a CRM does everything for you in one piece of software, it is not only saving you the time with the templates and the time to where you can get booked immediately, but it's saving you the stress of going between all the different pieces of software. And in most cases, those pieces of software don't speak to each other. So like, for example, like Trello, you mentioned Trello. I mean, that's great for like going through your workflow, but Trello can't send your offer. Trello can't accept the money from the client. Trello can't get a contract signed. So piecing that part, the booking part with the project management is the part that really makes CRMs valuable. Yeah. I'm um I'm in the middle right now of putting together a resource that'll be available very soon. Um, I reached out to my audience, my network, and I asked uh, who are the the world's smartest photographers, and I've been gathering 
all of their strategies into this single resource. And, and right now I have like 66 uh, growth strategies from all of these phenomenal photographers. And I've weighed in a little bit uh, on that blog post um, in the category of client experience. I just wrote this this morning as I was thinking how I could contribute to uh, a growth strategy in regards to client experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I wrote this morning was that uh, if your client experience uh, isn't replicatable, it's a liability. If your client experience isn't replicatable, it's not a client experience. It is a negative review waiting to happen, <laughs> right? Because like what happens? You The whole purpose of providing a phenomenal client experience is so like word of mouth kicks in and they mm-hmm. market your business for you and they share that. But if they're sharing an experience that someone goes and hires you doesn't receive, Mm -hmm. like the opposite happens. And this is what a CRM really helps to do is to give you replicatable, consistent client and customer experience. Absolutely. Um, So uh, that'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's like... If you have a business, if you're photographing more than like five sessions in a year, you should, it would probably be worth your money. <laughs> for like five. I'm like, no, once you get your first client, you need to take the check that they give you and go buy a CRM. That's what I tell people. <laughs> Amen. Even better. Even better. Okay. So, um, so, so why did you decide what caused you to set out to actually start comparing? Cause I know you've produced a resource on this to start mm-hmm. comparing the different, um, CRMs that exist on the market. What drove you? I mean, you're a photographer. Um, what drove you to actually start to produce that type of a resource for the industry? Well, I'm like you, Ben, I take questions from my audience on Instagram and the majority of the questions that I get is about CRMs. There aren't a lot of family photographers that talk about the value of CRMs. I mean, it's pretty hot in the wedding industry, but it's not so true in family. So not only am I trying to make sure that they know the different features that the CRMs will give them, it's more I'm actually trying to convince them that they need a CRM in general. I have found that it's much harder to get a family photographer to spend the money on the CRM than it is when I'm working with wedding clients. Wedding clients see the value or I should say wedding photographer clients, they Mm. see the value. They just aren't quite sure which one to choose and how to set it up. Whereas with the family photographers, it is twofold. I have to convince them the value of it first. Then I help them choose the one. Why why do you think that is? What about um, family photographers? Do you feel like uh, creates this... this sense of like, maybe I don't need this. That's so that we wedding photographers are so aware of the need for it. <laughs> yes. Um, in general, I just find, cause I help uh, family photographers and wedding photographers and wedding photographers, they start to make money quicker than family photographers. Hmm. So like in my experience, wedding photographers are willing to invest more in their business because they've grown their business a lot faster. So family photographers in the very beginning, they're all really counting their pennies. They're not willing to invest. They see the camera as the biggest investment instead of the business part. Hmm. So Part of my job is trying to help them see that, okay, but no, if you'll just get a CRM and you create these templates one time and you can use it for your client experience over and over again, it frees you up to do more marketing. It frees you up to get more leads and then by default, more booked clients. But if you can't start by getting some of those replicable 
tasks off your plate, you're never going to be able to scale to get more leads, to get more booked clients. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that That's interesting. That, that could definitely be a contributing thing. I think also being a wedding photographer, I think we're so uh, daunted by the duration that a life cycle exists per client, like that I've got to have this client for maybe 12 months, maybe mm-hmm. more, uh, and interact with them and work through all these details of all the things. And so like, there's this huge life cycle of, of re- like, uh, managing that relationship where maybe a, fa- a family photographer, um, it might be a shorter one, but the other way to view it is maybe it's actually longer as a family photographer because you should we get repeat, repeat clients, clients year absolutely after a year. And maybe for new photographers, they they haven't quite um, seen that big of a picture yet. I agree. I mean, that is definitely one of the concerns with trying to pitch a CRM to a family photographer. Yeah. Well, let's dive in then. Let's kind of start to discuss um, some of the CRMs. And and as we do, I, I wonder what would be a good uh, or maybe like the best approach uh, to doing this. Um, maybe we should define which ones we're going to talk about today. And, and again, we're not going to talk about every single one, um, but maybe we should lay out some of the big hitters that it would be valuable to discuss uh, a bit more. So Coley, what are those like kind of the, the big hitters for you that you think would be valuable to uh, get out there to the photography community? Okay. So HoneyBook. HoneyBook comes at photographers in a very strong manner. Um, it was designed for photographers initially, and now it's kind of grown to cover other kind of creatives. Um, we're going to talk about Dubsado just because that's what I use and that's what I love. We're going to talk about 17 Hats because, I mean, I, that was the one that I started on. And I feel like 17 Hats in particular tries to be everything to their users. So they're one of the few that many of us use something like QuickBooks to manage our accounting. Mm-hmm. But 17 Hats is actually one that you can bring your bank feeds into the CRM in order to categorize your banking um, transactions as expenses or income. It's kind of like a you know a miniature QuickBooks inside mm-hmm. 17 hats. Hmm. And then of course we can discuss Tave since that's what you currently use. And that's what I used before I moved over to Dipsado. And then there's a few others that are like really photography specific. Like you mentioned Sprout Studio before we went live and um, something like Iris. Those were actually created by photographers for photographers. So I feel like those in particular would be valuable to some photographer um, population that we're speaking to on this podcast. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old 
school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work. But Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, the really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. It all starts with the click of a shutter, an instant, a moment captured that can last a lifetime if you know where to save it. Smug Mug Source is the latest addition to your photography toolkit. Now, every photographer of every skill level can manage, store, and organize every photo, including RAWs, from any device to ensure no moment captured is ever lost. Smug Mug Source uses powerful search technologies and organization tools so you can spend less time managing photos and more time taking them. With Smug Mug's near 20-year experience in proudly protecting billions of photos, Source makes Smug Mug a truly end-to-end photography platform. Head over to smugmug.com forward slash source now to learn more and start your free trial. No credit card required. That's smugmug.com forward slash source. Smug Mug Source. Every photo, every format, everywhere. Let's maybe start at like um, uh, maybe a good way to think about this is um, which of these CRMs might be best if you're just starting out. Like for the photographer who's like thinking about starting their business, maybe it's still just a hobby of theirs. They haven't collected any money. Maybe the uh, you know the the photography business bank account isn't busting right now. It's like we're growing, um, but also there's not a lot to manage and there's not a lot of heavy uh, customization needed. Where do you, have you experienced or what are your thoughts on like a great starting simple uh, CRM? I mean, I would honestly say HoneyBook at this point. HoneyBook has done a lot of improvements recently, but at their core, they still basically offer you like one pipeline, one pipeline from beginning to end. They have a mobile app, which the photographers that use HoneyBook love. And they say that it's probably the number one reason that they choose HoneyBook over um, some of the other CRMs. But also HoneyBook has started to level up with their design aspects. So they now offer templates for their brochures. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're a photographer and you've spent a lot of time making this um, PDF pricing brochure that you send your clients, you can now create that in HoneyBook to where that is part of your booking process so that you send your offer to your clients in the brochure. They basically choose the offer that they want, and then you can turn that into a proposal and then get a signed contract and then get a paid invoice. Right on. Yeah, I um so I use HoneyBook but not for my photography business. Um so HoneyBook I found for my photography business it 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 was uh it was a little too basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my photography business I I again I, I've been around for 11 years and I I do a lot with my 
customer experience uh, and a lot with my automations and a lot of customization that goes exactly. on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Tave didn't, it just couldn't solve those problems for me. However, because of the simplicity behind the software, when I started uh, coaching photographers, uh, offering one-on-one coaching, group coaching, that kind of stuff. That was such a simple streamlined process. And the idea of setting up another CRM was like a daunting thing. It was that, it was that pain point for me. It was like, Oh, I don't want to set up another, another complicated, you know, CRM. And so I was like, well, HoneyBook is just easy. I can just jump right in and and Mm -hmm. just like start collecting payments and send over a contract and and I'm done. And so that's really how I've used it. I've been using it for my coaching and uh, it's been just a very simple thing that I don't do much of anything with except for accept payments, send over contracts. And that's kind of like the happy space for me Mm -hmm. uh, for the platform. And then if we expand on that, so we were specifically talking to about photographers who are jumping into their first CRM experience for the reasons that you named. That's why HoneyBook would be good for them. But in addition to what you use it for, they could also take advantage of all of the canned emails so that they can, you know, have some of that client experience through um, sending canned emails from the time that they book until the time that you have either their family session or their um, wedding date. But when you say canned emails, just to kind of define that, that's just like a email templates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. And, and in HoneyBook, you do have the option of putting those emails into the workflow and then editing them before they actually get sent. So for example, um, you know, the first email that you send somebody after they inquire, I make that automated for myself. So there's nothing that's customized in there. It's just a, Hey, it's really great to hear from you. I'm super excited to talk about photographing your family. If you haven't checked out these links, please do so, but you'll hear from me personally within 24 hours. Then the next email is still templated to a degree, but that's where I can add in like personalized little comments. So like in their inquiry form, if they told me that they're expecting a new baby and the baby's due in August, I might jump in and add a note about my daughter being an August baby, you know, something that helps me connect with the clients, but you can still use a templated email and then just customize it before you actually hit send. Love that. That's awesome. Um, from here, I, I, like I have it in my own mind of like what I think is maybe the next place to go. But uh, Coley, you've done so much more research and investment into this. I'd love to hear for you wh- which CRM makes the next almost like logical sense to have a conversation around. So I think the next logical step, because HoneyBook, even though we said that it's for the most basic user, you can actually grow with HoneyBook for quite some time. But then I think the next level of like CRMs is what I use and what you use, because Dubsado and Tave are both for um, photographers that really want to elevate their client experience. And they have a lot of automated workflows that they want to happen. And then I would say that between Dubsado and Tave, there's particular users that I think those are good for. So for example, let's start with Tave. I had Tave. I loved Tave. I Mm. loved all of the reporting. I mean, the fact that you can figure out how many people bought each of your um, particular kinds of photography sessions and or the albums that you upsell. I mean, it just has an enormous amount of reporting that if you are really into the numbers of your business, Tave is a really good option. It also has like, the best automations in the business. I mean, I like Dubsado's automations, don't get me wrong, but Tave's are like top notch. You can get those automations to do anything that you want. It is really difficult to set it up though, which is why you didn't want to set it up for your mentoring business. Yeah. 
To this point, though, you know, for, for us, this is why uh, I had I went with Tave at the time was because, you know, at one point we had five full time photographers on our team, and so for me as the actual owner of the studio to be able to track uh, the data, to be able to track the numbers behind mm-hmm. what these photographers were booking, what, you know, what numbers we needed to hit, who was selling albums, who was selling what upgrades, um, but also from a customization standpoint to be able to have. Tave send any given email out from any photographer to be able to like attach it to all their, like I could have separate um, automations uh, depending on who the photographer was, like a completely different (laughs) workflow, depending on if I entered the name like Ben, or if I entered the name like Haley, it could fire a completely different system. Uh, It was really, I mean, it was really wild. Yes. And so if you have a large team of photographers that you're working with, Tave is definitely the robust choice that I would make for you. And then on the flip side, why I actually left Tave and went to Dubsado was because I didn't need that level of reporting. Um, I'm just not high volume enough to need the reporting of the albums because I can always look at what I'm selling in pick time. But why I switched to Dubsado was the code blocks. So Dubsado has this... Dubsado has these um, options that you can put on your forms where you can add CSS code to basically make your forms look like anything. So my proposals actually look like a website page. Like it has parallax images. It has color blocks behind the text if I want it. Um, So basically everything that Tave had with that respect, but plus I could make it extremely on brand. And as a filmmaker, I needed videos to be everywhere that I could so that if a client came into my funnel and they didn't decide to book a video, I wanted to remind them at every single point that a video was possible and here's what it looks like. And hey, if you want to add one on, you just click this button and a video will be added on to your um, quote. But Tave now allows you to put videos. It's not as you, it can't be customized as much, but mm-hmm. I did notice when I was in Tave like two weeks ago that now you can embed that tiny little video on the quote itself if you'd mm-hmm. like to. So it could be a behind the scenes video. It could be a family film. It could be a wedding film if you're a wedding cinematographer. Um, they're just not still at the level of Dubsado with the design customizations, but I did appreciate that now I could put a video on there if I wanted Well, that's a really good point to make. I mentioned earlier how dramatically and how quickly the CRMs, uh, just the industry has grown in terms of how powerful all these are and how they keep adding on features. It's like, schedulers. this, this video will be, or this, this podcast will probably be out of date in the next month because they're going to be setting up new systems They're updating all these things. And so huge credit to these CRM companies. I feel like they're really listening. The innovation. Mm-hmm. Yes. The innovation behind them. This is actually why I got so frustrated originally with shoot queue is because it felt like this giant thing that just was working back in the day. And like, they just decided to like never touch it or do anything or ever innovate. And, um, and well now we're they're they're where they're at today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. they just wouldn't adjust. Um, so I'm curious when you were mentioning Dubsado and one of the features being the customization that you could do with it from an aesthetic standpoint, you said three letters, you said CSS. Now, <laughs> 
Uh, just to be clear, are you saying that you have to code in CSS is code language? Are you have to it is coding. It? I mean, it's like so HTML somehow. Yeah. Okay. So let me be honest. We should there be are, clear about this. <laughs> there are three companies. There are three companies that sell CSS code snippets. So okay. I am not a coder. I am. I mean, I love tech, but I don't love tech that much. <laughs> but I purchased a few templates from those people, and then I just take the individual code blocks and stick them in, and it makes the magic. Now, I will say, that's what I do now. When I originally switched to Dubsado, I wasn't making CSS-coded um, proposals. The only CSS coding I was using was to embed my videos. And that doesn't require any knowledge on any photographer's behalf. You just go to Vimeo, you grab the embed code, you shove the code block onto the form, and then you just paste your embed code. So that doesn't require any any knowledge of CSS. Um and plus, I mean, they're working on revamping their um, form builder right now. So apparently the CSS coding is supposed to get easier soon. I don't know. But I am not a CSS coding genius. I buy it from someone else. Mm-hmm. I slap it into my forms and I just basically go. And when I want to do the customizations, they tell me what to do. Like, you know, swapping out the colors and yeah. um, changing the padding on the forms or whatever. For, for anyone who's curious, any current Dubsado user who's like, oh my goodness, that sounds awesome. I'd love to like customize mm-hmm. the aesthetic of what my clients are seeing. Um, would you mind sharing a, a couple of the So places? the first one, the first one is Alice Louise and okay. she is formsandflows.com. Forms and flows. Mm-hmm. And okay. the second one is Colin Tyranny and he runs Dubins. It's D-U-B dash I-N-S. And okay. both of them are phenomenal. I mean, both of them have really active user groups on Facebook. So, and, and both of them have, you know, tons of free content on their blog. So mm-hmm. if you just want to, you know, test out whether or not you think you want to add a few code snippets, I mean, they have things on their, on their blog. You can just go add that code block, copy in their paste or copy in their code and, you know, see what happens. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you for sharing those names. Mm -hmm. So when you look at um, Tave versus Dubsado, what to you is like the biggest deal breaker? If somebody were comparing those two right now, um, why would someone choose um, Dubsado over Tave or vice versa. Um, even if you could try to just think of like who they're most ideally for. So if a listener was, was tuning in today, they could help be guided for maybe which one to do a little testing with. I mean, honestly, it comes down to the design and the reporting. If you value numbers in your business and you value being able to do any automation that you can think of, Tave is the one that you're going to want to go to. But it has limited design options. Like you can make your button colors like you want. You can add um, header images to your proposals. But that's pretty much all you can do Mm design-wise on Tave. Um, If you value having like things that are very on brand for you. So for example, um, in Dubsado, my clients never see the word Dubsado. You can actually, it's called whitelisting. So you can make it to where um, your Dubsado account forwards to one of your domains, your subdomains. So mine is clients.coleyjamesphotography.com. So anytime I copy and paste a link, my clients see that instead of Dubsado. Tave will let you customize the front part. So it would be like coleyjames.coptave.com but you don't actually get the full whitelisting, which would be without the word Tave. Right on. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is really helpful. Thank you. I, uh, so I'll be transparent in that I've been with Tave for a while. It's been good, but I'm actually looking to leave. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'd love to share the platform that I've been um, really eyeing. Um, and it's, it seems to be the one that maybe you, you're, you don't have quite as much experience with, at least that's kind of what I gathered from the pre-show. Um, but I'd love to just have a conversation a bit more about Sprout Studio today and maybe some of the things that I've found really appealing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so Sprout, first off, did, how, how far off was I? Like, I don't want to put words in, words in, words in your mouth. Um, but tell me your experience with Sprout Studio. I have no experience with Sprout. It's not even one of the ones that I researched when I put together that PDF, because when I did a poll inside a few family photographer groups, there weren't really any family photographers that were using it. So I was trying to limit my research to the ones that people were actively using so that they could actually use it as a comparison tool. But I will say that in the wedding world that I know a few people that use Sprout and they love that they have the integrated um, galleries. So what I mean by that is they're actually delivering their images to their clients using Sprout instead of something like Shootproof or PickTime. Now, that's pretty useful if you think about the fact that then all of your data is there, like what they purchased from their prints or like any of those things would already be in your CRM. And you don't have to try to figure out if you can transfer in the information using an integration or using something like Zapier. Um, I am, I am intrigued by Sprout though. I will say that. And now that I know that you're looking into it, I think I'm going to have to do a little bit more research so that (laughs) I'm a little bit more informed about Sprout. Yeah. I've been looking into it for a little while. It's been one of those things I've been on the fence and, and hemming and hawing with it only because as anyone who's been invested into a CRM knows, once you're in a platform and you've got years of tracking and data to move to another one, it feels like you're taking a piece of your heart. <laughs> it's just like, I don't even, you know, it's just the, it's not even that I like Tave. It's that it's I hate the pain that I'm going to feel <laughs> when I've got to like move all my stuff. Yes. Um, that's actually, and I will man, admit though, that's how they get you. I mean, I, I mean, and there's no way, I just want to say this for everyone out there. There is no magic way to get your information from one CRM to the next. There is no export button. There is no, ooh, give me all of my client data in terms of invoices and contracts. None of them allow you to do that. So when you think about switching, Ben is right. It is kind of painful. So when you're thinking about switching to another CRM, there's got to be some real value there. Like there's got to be something that's missing that's going to make your business so much better if you switch because, you know, bringing over all of your information, it might be a longish, painful process. Yeah. I will say, though, there there are certain ones that do have, I don't know what they would call it, an integration, a, a concierge service mm-hmm. um, that you can pay for. Like Tave, I believe, you can pay a certain amount of money per job and they will move it. They'll import it from whatever you are on over to Tave. I, I believe it's X amount of money to do mm-hmm. it maybe a buck a job or something like that. Oh, that's cheap. And it could be, <laughs> don't hold me to that. I, I, I don't know. And then I, I know Sprout has been working on that as well as like a concierge service, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's genius to be. A lot of this. them will do it. Yeah. yeah. Iris, when Iris first came out, they were offering that for free. Dubsado will also move your jobs, but they will only go back two years. Yeah. And for exactly. someone like you, Ben, I mean, you've got 11 years worth of data. It's like, do I pay somebody to move all 11 years or do I only yeah. move, you know, the jobs that are currently still in progress? Mm-hmm. Because like you said, 
said, wedding photographers, your client span is longer. I mean, like they might book you 18 months before their wedding date, which means you've got that whole 18 months and then you've got all of your delivery time after. So maybe that two years doesn't cover you getting an in-progress job done for free, depending on which CRM you're using. Yeah. Well, we started this episode talking about the real value behind a CRM is when you can take a whole bunch of disconnected uh, services, softwares, tools, applications, and you can integrate them uh, to just create a repeatable, systematized process. And the more that you can integrate, the more that you can bring it all together, uh, the more they all talk, uh, just the, the more time you save. You're not having to mm-hmm. log in and out of all these different things. Uh, they, they all talk to each other. And so the reporting becomes so much more concise. Uh, from a financial standpoint, I would much rather pay, let's say, $40 to one company that has everything. Has rather than $20 a month, $19 a month to four different ones, right? And this is one of the things that's been really alluring about Sprout is that it's one of the most comprehensive uh, pieces of software um, for that, that the systems, you know, like, yes, you had mentioned that not only is it going to be great for, uh, the lead management and the contracts and the reporting, um, but you had mentioned the, uh, the delivery of files. So they've the got delivery file of files. Delivery. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of the sexiest things to me about Sprout is they now have automated email. Uh, so it becomes your email, uh, service provider. So I, I did see that. Use- That's new. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they've, and their, and their email automations are incredible. The, the way that you can organize your lists and then actually and they're the only ones that, Yeah. They're the only ones that are currently doing that. Every yeah. other CRM, it's a question that comes up a lot in different CRM groups or different photographer groups is, you know, I want to send my newsletter. Can I do that with Dubsado? Yes. No, you cannot do that with Dubsado or Tave yeah. or HoneyBook or any of them. Like, yes. you know, you need a separate mail system, but now that Sprout has that integrated. I mean, again, like 50, 60, $70, I would be willing to pay that to one company to get it all done so that, you know, everything is housed in one spot. I mean, there's no, because if you get a lead in one of the other CRMs, you have to figure out a way to put it into your email system, whether you have, you know, um, Flowdesk or MailChimp or any of those, you have to take the email itself and put it in there. And I mean, granted, some CRMs let you do zaps so you can send it from one to the other, mm-hmm. but, you know, not all of them do. So having that integrated, it's intriguing. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> and the other thing too, I paying, I pay for scheduling. So I use Calendly for my scheduling. So listen, I have an online gallery that's shoe proof. I'm paying for that. I have my email service provider. I'm paying for that. I have Calendly for scheduling. I'm paying for that. But you can also do, you can do scheduling built in. So your clients, when you're sending automated emails to leads, uh, you can also schedule phone calls or meetings. Oh, phone consultations. Directly. Now, I will say, Ben, you are unfortunately using one of the CRMs that still doesn't have scheduling. Almost everybody else has gotten on board. Oh, Honeybook really? has a ske- yeah. This. Honeybook has a scheduler. Dubsado has a scheduler. 17 Hats has a scheduler. This has all happened in the last year-ish. Wow. So, so all of them are getting on board because think about us as entrepreneurs, scheduling our clients is one of our biggest tasks, mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, we don't double book people, making sure that we can get them on for the phone consultations. So a majority of the CRMs have it. And I will say, if I'm not mistaken, Tave has said they'll have it by the end of the year. Tave so, says you know, a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, we have, you know, they all been, do, by the way. They're that's, all talking. That's true. <laughs> They're all like, here's our roadmap for the next eight months, and it'll be like 2026. <laughs> 
we're all still snoring over here. Um, yeah. Okay. But this is news to me though. That's, 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 that's awesome that there's so many, uh, serums that have scheduling, uh, built right in and I, you know, yeah, listen, I'm not trying, I'm, I feel like I'm trying to sell myself on spread right now even further, but like, I'm looking at the pricing and it's like, not, it's not crazy. Yeah. So, uh, for all the things that it gives you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is fantastic. Um, Coley, uh, if, if a listener wanted to be able to dive in further on the resource that you've produced, be able to read a little bit more about the serums and the comparison that you've found, um, where can they, where can they find maybe that specific resource online first? And then I'd love to, to make sure that they get connected to you outside of that as well. Um, so, I actually did, and you were on her podcast recently, I know. Um, Anami Tonkin runs um, This Can't Be That Hard podcast. Yeah. And I actually created it for her for the episode that I was on. Well, I was on her episode on her podcast twice, but um, it was specifically created for her. And it was episode 32 of the This Can't Be That Hard podcast. I apologize. I was trying to get a URL and I just can't get it fast enough. But um, it was available as a download on her podcast episode. And it was mostly written for family photographers, but wedding photographers, I mean, you guys need the same things that we do. Um, But it was a chart and it compared uh, seven different CRMs. And then it also had like a couple pages that were kind of like a quick start. Like we didn't talk about that on this podcast, but like, you know, if you really want to get into a CRM, what are the first couple things that you should do in order to get your business into the CRM? So it included that as well. So once again, that's This Can't Be That Hard podcast, episode 32. It's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I'm going to be, uh, I don't know when my episode goes live, but I was just mm-hmm. over on, uh, I know I talked to her about it yesterday. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. She's great. It's a, it's a great podcast. Episode. She is honestly like legit, Ben. She is the family photography version of you. <laughs> like, you know how, I mean, you know, you're so giving in your mastermind group. You, you want everybody to thrive. You want all wedding and technically you also want family photographers I to do. thrive too. But I mean, you guys are always talking about making sure that we are charging enough to be profitable and, you know, upping your game with print sales. And she is just the family version of you. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. Um, and then where else can people find you online, Coley? So you can go to my website, coleyjamesphotography.com. Um, I also hang out on Instagram. You'll see that my feed is about is a bit outdated. I like to hang out in my stories. So, I mean, you know, my family members make little appearances as well. But uh, Instagram is where you'll find me most days. And that is at Coley James. That's awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Coley James, for being here today. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Ben. Of course. Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this um, provided uh, a really an open dialogue around CRMs. I see so many resources and so many affiliate links and conversation of people trying to push one way or another, usually because they're going to make a buck on the back end of this or, or of that referral. Uh, what Coley and I wanted to do was just to talk candidly about the things, even the one that I currently use and, and how maybe I might be moving from them just to, to bring an unbiased opinion of the experiences that we've had. And so I hope that this helps you with that. If you would like, uh, I would love to invite you over to my mastermind community where Coley and I are actually having this conversation live on video. Um, this episode aired in the mastermind group months in advance uh, over there. And if you'd uh, like to connect with me further to get early episodes of the podcast, to see the live coaching that I do for free every week, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm in that space uh, doing live 
uh, coaching for photographers. I'd love to invite you to that space. You can join the mastermind group by going to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Again, that's benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. There's over 17,000 photographers in that group. Uh, and it's a space that, uh, that I, if there's everywhere to find me, that's it. And so I'm looking forward to seeing you in the mastermind group or tuning into the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until next time, keep showing up. Bye, everybody.